0: what's going on everybody um i hope everybody had a good weekend i don't have a cool story to tell this time but but <laughs> so so um how can i say this so i was telling one of my homies i'm like bro i know how we're gonna get rich he's like well, yeah how i'm like we invest. Invest in what he tells me. I go. We invest in Bitcoin and NFTs. He's like, okay. How about you do it and you tell me how that's going for you, and then I do it. I'm like, all right, all right. But I don't have a cool story this week, guys. Sorry. So that's all I got for you. Enjoy the fight. Um, remember to follow me on Instagram, Punch the Mouth Official. Uh, on Twitter, Official Underscore P I T M. Hamza the Wolf Chimaev. If you don't believe he's real, don't talk to me because that guy is real. Deuces, guys, enjoy the fights this weekend. Bala Muhammad versus Vicente Luque or Vicente Luque versus Bala Muhammad. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Punch in the Mouth Podcast. Episode number 47. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting so close to 50. Especially since I started doing this weekly. Good job, Adrian. I hope it kept the snap. If it didn't, it's cool. Let's get right into it. UFC 273. What a card. What a card, bro. Cannot believe I witnessed such greatness on Saturday. I mean... The main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, if he's not minimum top two in your pound-for-pound rank, I don't know, because I trump him over Izzy. Does the UFC have him over Izzy? If they don't, they should. Have the rankings right here? Let's go look. They do. They don't. That is a crime. I believe he should be over Izzy in the pound-for-pound ranking. The reason I say that is because he has better, um, he has a better ground game than Izzy. Cause Izzy, cause he uses it defensively, but he doesn't use it offensively. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying we haven't seen it. A lot of people think I don't like Izzy. I respect what Izzy can do. I'm just being neutral and thinking that I believe Alex should be above Izzy. But oh my God, that main event was something else. That main event was crazy. And the thing is, people get mad because they're saying Korean zombies should never been in there. Because it was originally supposed to be Max Holloway. Can I let you guys in on a little secret? And then Burrell was originally supposed to face somebody else when he fought TJ Dillashaw. I don't remember who, but I'm about to find out. And didn't TJ win? You never know, man, you never know what could happen when certain things come into play. So the, this narrative of TJ I mean you see I said it um of Korean zombie not being the one that should have been in there. Why not he was number four or number five? And everybody else is tied up at the moment. What happened to bro? You guys think you saw the got him because I don't remember? Let me see. So this guy lost his first fight. This is Hennem Brown I'm talking about here. He lost his first fight. And then he went on a 32-fight win streak. And then he lost to TJ. And then he won again. And then he lost to TJ again. And then he lost to Jeremy Stevens. And then he beat Philip. I mean, he beat Philip Nover. And then he lost to Al Sterling. Brian Kettler, Andre Ewell, Luke Saunders, and Diego del Silva. What do you think happened? You think you should have got him? Think he was on the juice? Because how old is he? He's 35. I mean, he's technically out of his physical, right? Because it's from 30 to like 30, 34, 35. I mean, he's at the tail end of the physical prime. But you guys think USADA got him? Cause he's on a 1, 2, 3, 5 fight losing streak. I'm going 32 to 1 to 5 fight losing that is crazy, man. But back to the reason I was here in the first place. The original Chris Ryman was supposed to fight Vitor Belfort. For, this is UFC 173 all the way back. May 24th, 2014. Yeah, I was still living in LA at the time. Originally, Chris Weidman was supposed to be fighting Vitor Belfort. But because they banned TRT, Belfort was using it. And he had to withdraw. So then, the main event quickly went to Leonardo Machida. But then, so Leonardo Machida had accepted to... Be the replacement. But then Chris Weidman suffered a knee injury. So then they went on to find a new headliner. So then that. Machida versus Weidman. Was moved to UFC One Seventy Five. So the original. Opponent for Henan Burrell. Was going to be Rafael Asunzal. But Rafael Asunzal had a rib injury. And he felt like it wasn't enough time for him to train. So then. They asked TJ to come in, and TJ said yes. So, there you go. To tell me that Korean Zombie didn't deserve to be in there against Alec Volkanovsky, get out of here with that. He is, I'll tell you, he is number four. He had a war with Yair Rodriguez. Brian Ortega kind of had his way with him. And
1: then Max Holloway... I don't know if him and Max have ever fought. I don't believe they have, but. If
0: they have, Max probably won because Max only losses at featherweight. Besides Conor McGregor. Have been to. They have never fought. Max and Korean Zombie have never fought. So, going back to the rankings. He had a war with Yair Rodriguez. He was on his way to winning. He got sloppy and got caught with an elbow and got knocked out. Brian Ortega kind of had his way with him. And Max have never fought. And then he fought Volkanovsky. I mean. Come on, man. You got to respect Korean Zombie. And then after the fight, he says that he might not fight again. That he has to go back and reassess. If you don't, Korean Zombie, thank you. I was so glad I was able to see him fight in his... WEC debut against Leonard Garcia. You've never seen that fight. I know it's probably on fight pass. But if you don't have fight pass. Try to find it. Please. Never seen the first fight. Not the second fight they had in the UFC. Even though that second fight with Leonard was crazy too. Because that's where Korean Zombie got him with the twister. But the first fight. Absolute mayhem. Absolute mayhem.
1: Oh event, Al Jermaine Sterling versus Peter Yan. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys.
0: I thought Peter won the first round, the fourth, and the fifth. The second round I gave it to Sterling. The third round I gave it to Sterling. I'm not saying Peter Yan won the fight because listen to me. That second round should have been 10-8 with that ground and pound and the control time Aljo May starting had. It should have been 10-8. So with Peter winning rounds 1, 2, 4, I mean not 2, 4 and 5, and Aljo winning round 2, 10-8, and round 3, 10-9, that fight ends up being a draw. Now, if you give Aljo 10, 9, and 10, 9 in rounds 2 and 3, and you give Peter the first round, which you should have because they were both even, like they both weren't doing much, but Peter was being the aggressor, and that's the last critique judges need to use when they're judging a fight.
1: So if you give Peter rounds 1, 4, and 5, He wins that fight. I believe the judges got it wrong. I, if you
0: don't give it to Peter, give it a draw. Because I honestly believe it should have been more of a draw than giving it to Peter. But to tell me Aljo won the first round. I don't agree with that. There's nothing against Aljo. I'm, I'm critiquing the judges right now. Not even Aljo. Peter make good adjustments or Peter, or Piotr or did you say his
1: name I'm gonna call him Peter just to make my life easier but yeah man I believe the judges got it wrong what's next for these guys
0: it's because like look Peter already has a win over Jose, Corey, Rob Fon is going to fight Marlon Vera. So the only, this is because I heard they're not going to do the rematch right away. Like Dana went to the press conference saying we don't need to do that right away. So I heard this is what's going to happen. I heard Aljo's going to end up fighting TJ. So in the meantime, if Piotr wants to fight, I said I was going to keep calling him Peter and I just said Piotr. If he wants to fight, he should fight Mirab This watch was Willie. The reason I said it is because he's training partners with Aljo and he can... If he beats him, it creates drama there. But if Marab beats him, like... It creates this whole thing with Aljo's team, right? Because, like, if he beats him, be like, Aljo, give me a shot at the title. Because I already beat Jose... And Sanhagen, like, what else do you want me to do? I already beat number three and four. But then if TJ wins, that's a crazy fight in itself because Peter and TJ, that's a good fight. So, like, Peter's in this position, right? Because, one, he can fight for the title right away. Even if he's not the next challenger, he could do what deep is doing and just sit out. Or if he wants to keep his name in the mix, you fight Merab Willie or Willie, however you say his name. Or Dominic Cruz because they're the next ones up and they have big names. You know what I mean? But I'm still in awe that the judges gave the first round. At least two judges gave the first round to to Aljermaine Sterling. I honestly have to rewatch the fight. I will rewatch it,
1: but I'm in awe, in awe, in awe. So TJ looks like he's going to be next, and
0: it's going to be a crazy fight. One thing I did see in this fight is that if Aljo couldn't get, if Peter Young would have figured out the ground game earlier, he could have easily won rounds two and three. He made good adjustments. But we'll see, man. 135 is stacked right now. So He can find Marab or Cruz yelling can if he doesn't want to be sitting around and waiting and just keep his name in the mix. Honestly, he just needs to win one fight and then they could give him another title shot because by then,
1: TJ and Aljo should have fought because I think they're going to fight this summer. All right, here we go. Hamza versus Gilbert Burns. Hamza Chimaev. Chimaev, however you say. What if I, what if I, and then there's something I want to say
0: here. If you say the hype, it, it was all hype with Hamza Chimaev, don't talk to me. Ask me why, and I'll tell you. Because he fought the number two guy, and were there some holes in his game? Yes. Um, but didn't Khabib get kind of pieced up and struggle against Grayson Bell? He didn't get dropped or stop bleeding, but or started bleeding, not
1: stop. Come on, just started bleeding. My point is, we've seen these guys
0: in trouble. We've seen Islam lose. It's not like just because they had some adversity doesn't mean they're not good. Like. It makes me laugh that people are saying, the hype's over, the hype's over. I'm like, no, it's not. If anything, it, 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 it's going to continue because he dropped Gilbert in the first round. Let me. I'm going to tell you something. If he wanted to, if he wasn't, I honestly believe he respected Gilbert's jiu-jitsu game a lot. Because Gilbert almost had his arm and all he did was pull it out. And then Gilbert tried to take him down. Gilbert couldn't move him. He could have taken him down at will if he wanted to. I truly believe he just didn't want to put himself in danger with the
1: jiu-jitsu. And his coach put out a statement. I'm going to read it a little
0: later. But his coach put out a statement saying, don't brawl, don't brawl. And like you can see, at one point, I believe it's between the second and third round, where Hamzad's on at the corner and his coach is yelling at him,
1: but like scolding him almost that Joe Rogan was like, whoa, what's that about? You know? What's next for those two? Hamzat was going to fight
0: Colby Covington on ABC. Dana White, before the fight came out on the Pat McAfee show and said, This is the fight I want to do, so let's see what happens. Hamza had a cut, and then I came to realize that I saw a post, again, by his coach,
1: saying that that cut happened three weeks in training. Three weeks before the fight. He put it on his story Oh here it's on its on Hamza
0: Andres the general, three weeks before the fight, we received a cut that reopened in the fight. The cut came from a finger in the eye p i F. fixed a nurse to stitch six stitches that's even damage was done three weeks prior that's what it says
1: I don't want you guys to think I can't read but that's how he wrote it so he's saying that the reason Gilbert cut him is because that cut had
0: happened three weeks before and he kept hitting him there maybe I mean They're saying that exact cut where he's cut? He's saying that that was three weeks before the fight. Let me see. Three weeks before the fight, we received a cut. The cut reopened in the fight. The cut came from a finger in the eye. PI fixed a nurse to stitch six stitches that evening. Damage was done. Oh, okay. Damage was done three weeks prior. So, okay, I guess in training, someone poked him in the eye and then the cut happened. And then they put six stitches and then I guess it healed and that tends to happen. But I don't know, man, if that's true, that's even crazier because besides the nose, the cut is the only visible damage on his face besides some bruises,
1: right? I mean, think about it. If what his coach is saying is true, and it's
0: a cut that was open prior to the fight, does not take away anything away from Gilbert Burns' performance. But if that cut doesn't open, because people are saying he was hurting, which is true, he was hurting. My point is, if that cut doesn't open and that fight still goes the same way. Are people going to say, like, all oh, the hype train's over? Because I did read something that said Khabib was never cut or knocked down, and this guy was. I'm like, okay. But Khabib never fought um good jujitsu people. Like, he never fought Tony. And people say Tony's jiu is lackluster because of you know, the way he fought Darius. Do you guys understand Darius is a black belt? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? How do we know how Khabib would have fed against Charles Oliveira? Hamza faced a dude with better Jiu-Jitsu than somebody who Khabib ever fought. Like, there's no disrespect to Khabib's opponents, but Charles, I mean, Gilbert had better Jiu-Jitsu than anybody Khabib fought. And Hamza, once he was put in that danger, he said, I'm out of here.
1: I don't want to be here at all. You know? So what's next for Gilbert? Let's look at the rankings. Oh, so you got Usman. He's going to fight Edwards.
0: Vicente Luque and Bula Muhammad are fighting this weekend. He beat Steven Thompson. He could fight Jorge Masvidal. Or Sean Brady.
1: I would pull for that Masvidal fight. Because Masvidal's is a big name. What I wouldn't do is... Or if
0: Bula beats Vicente, because if Vicente wins this weekend, Vicente is probably going to be either next for Hamza or if they really go through with that Kobe Covington
1: fight. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, this is the thing with things that are so
0: stacked. Like, I don't, I don't know what people are going to do. Because you could do many things. So, Leon and Usman are going to fight in July. They're saying
1: Kobe will fight Hamza. So Vicente. Versus. Muhammad
0: is fighting this weekend. So if Bula Muhammad wins. I guarantee you he'll fight Gilbert Burns next. Gilbert's in a good position. Because a lot of people thought Gilbert won that fight.
1: Gilbert's stock doesn't go down at all. So wait and see game. See what happens. Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. What a fight. That was a crazy fight. That fight was insane. That fight was insane. Kenzie Dern wins by split decision. I believe there was unanimous decision, but it's cool.
0: I mean, Mackenzie Dern, she probably has the best Jiu-Jitsu in all of women's MMA right now. I mean, she was, a, I kept calling, saying Gilbert Burns was an ADCC champion.
1: I know for a fact this girl is an ADCC champion. Um... Oh, right here. Uh, Jiu Jitsu, ADCM Gold. What is this? World Jiu Jitsu. She won the ADCC Championship in 2015,
0: and then she won the North American Championships in 2012. So she's an ADCC Champion. Again, I believe she has the best Jiu Jitsu in all of women MMA. Her two losses are
1: to Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Hibas. So let's see here. Mackenzie Dern. Mm. Just be Tisha Torres. You should play Jan Shanan because Mar- Marina Rodriguez
0: has been both Yan Shanan and Mackenzie Dern, and they just announced Wei Yang versus Yana Jack for June eleventh. And Carla's going to fight Rose right now in May. So if I'm Mackenzie and I'm trying to fight up, you're saying Jan's name. If I'm Marina Rodriguez, you become the alternate to the
1: championship fight. Because if... Joanna ends up being Wei Li Yang. She's
0: automatically in the mix again. And if Carla. This is crazy, but listen to me. If both Carla and Joanna win, Joanna's automatically the next contender. Because she beat the brakes off of Carla, bro, when they first saw. Well, all the way back in 20,
1: or say 2016. I don't remember. But she beat the brakes off her. <laughs> Let me
0: see. I'll tell you guys right now. Yo, I'm the so if you're a Joanna fan, you obviously want her to win, right? You want her to win against Wei Li in June. And
1: then you're rooting for um, Carla Esparza. So they fought all the way back
0: in March of 2015, Carla and Joanna. Point is, if both Carla and Joanna win, if I'm Johanna's manager, i be like, give her a title shot. She deserves it. Because she took out the number one girl, and the girl that's champion, of course, all this needs to happen. This is very, very, I don't want to say unlikely, but it'll be very hard for this to happen because... Carla would have to take out Rose and Rose is a way better fighter than what she was when her and Carla first fought. And then Waley herself is a different fighter than when her and Joanna fought. One big change in Whaley's camp is um fight ready in Arizona with Henry Cejudo. Like look at her wrestling against Rose in the last fight. It was a great the wrestling was awesome. You don't think she's going to implement that against Joanna?
1: You don't think she'll, do, she'll implement that against Joanna?
0: Well, we'll see, man. Point is, if I'm Marina Rodriguez and Mackenzie Dern, if I'm Mackenzie Dern Jan Sh- Sh- Shainan, if I'm Marina Rodriguez, nobody until I see a title shot. Again, Kaikara France. Car friends. I ain't fighting
1: anybody until I see a title shot. Mark Manton beats
0: Vince Pashel. Ian the future Gary beats Darian Weeks. Anthony Hernandez beats Josh, Josh. Ramid. Raquel Pennington beats Aspen Ladd. Ma- Mike Melotte beats Mickey Gall. That was a crazy. Crazy finish. Alexei Olenek beats Jared Van or Vandera. or Jared Vandera's walkout music who is the new motionless and white song, Cyberhex. Pierre Rodriguez beats R- Rodriguez beats Kate Hansen. Julio Arch beats Daniel Santos. Crazy fights i on a Bellator this weekend and then we're going to look at the preview for them. Next this weekend, the UFC fights. AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull. Vadim Nankov versus Corey Anderson. Aaron Pico versus Adele Edwards. Timothy Johnson versus Linton Vassell. This is the main card. I cannot wait for this. Like, I'm glad it's on Friday and not Saturday. Because I don't like trying to pick between the two. Like, Let me be a fan of MMA and
1: enjoy each one. So let's see here. People thinking
0: that this is going to be the, a repeat of the first one. is not. Tisha Pimple is a very good fighter. He can easily compete in the UFC. I truly believe that. So can AJ. Honestly, AJ put out a tweet. I'm going to go see if I can find it. About the featherweight
1: fight that just happened. And he wasn't impressed. That much I do know. Just watch Alec Volkanovsky and honestly I'm not impressed. Good fight. But bros like Supar,
0: alright. He matches up well with Patricio Pitbull. Speaking of April 15th, the Pitbull name will be annihilated once and for all.
1: And then he puts hashtag Battle of the Midgets Champ Champ and still... Not super subpar,
0: sorry. AJ's not impressed.
1: That that's crazy to me because AJ's hasn't been fighting for that long. I want to say AJ started his career in like twenty thirteen. Or 2015 because he's been with Bellator his whole career he's 18 and 0 and he started in 2015 so this guy's been fighting for about seven years and they've all been with Bellator because he made his debut at Bellator 136. So, he
0: believes he can take out Alexander Volkanovsky. And the interesting part is, if he wins this fight on Saturday, on Friday, I was about to say Saturday, that's one fight in his champion's close and I don't think he'll fight again before July 31st. So, if he doesn't resign with Bellator, he becomes a free agent. And let's say he beats Pitbull on Friday, but annihilates him like he did the first time. He deserves, if he ends up going to the UFT, he deserves a minimum of top five guys. So from Calvin Cater to Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway. And I honestly, can I be honest with you, I wouldn't be upset if they put him in there right away with Volkanovski. Because he's a champion in another organization. You should show them that respect, like, okay, he was he a champ, he champion here, so let's put him up against our champion. I know the UFC doesn't do that, because if another guy beats him, it shows that their championship is less than theirs, because... They're a non-champion beat your champion. I hope that makes sense. It made sense in my head.
1: But at the very least, he deserves a top five guy.
0: Whether it be Calvin Kate or even give him Arnold Allen, because Arnold Allen has been getting a lot
1: of hype behind him. But going back to the fights on Friday... I don't believe this fight is going to be a wash, but in case it is, I
0: don't know, man. Because I believe Pitbull has learned. I believe not learned, but he's like, okay, I can't rush this guy. Crazy fights on Showtime. Vadim Nemkov, the finals versus Corey Anderson. This is going to be a crazy fight. This fight is going to be determined on if Badim could stop the takedown. If he could keep it standing, I believe. He can win. But let's not forget Corey Anderson has some striking. He can probably win at that too. So we'll see if he wins the striking. That means he can take it anywhere. Because he could take him down. He could stay standing with him.
1: Aaron Pico's going to be on it. I can't wait for this card. Can't wait. And then... Aline Gracie's going to be on it. Cannot wait. But if
0: Vadim wins, that solidifies his title rank. Because I believe... Trying to see out of all these... Because the very first tournament was the heavyweight tournament. But there was no champion going into that. It was vacant so the winner would have been champion and then they did the welterweight tournament which lima ended up winning and he was not champion and then they did the featherweight one which patricio made it all the way to the end but ended up losing in the finals so if vadim wins he'll make history and being the first one to go in as champion and leave as the champion so the odds aren't on Vadim's side.
1: But let's see what happens, man. I cannot wait. And after that, Liz Carmouche is going to fight Juliana Vasquez. When is this? On April 22nd? And then I believe that's a Friday. And then the following day, Cyborg will fight Blanco. And then May Bader fights Czech Congo. Joel Romero will fight Mevin
0: Manhoff. I don't know why they're doing that fight. And then for the interim belt, MVP will fight Storley. Douglas Lima is going to fight Jason Jackson.
1: Leona Machia is going to fight Fabian Edwards. Denise holds will fight Kana Wannabe. Watanabe, sorry. Okay. What else do I got in my notes here? Vicente
0: Luque versus Bula Muhammad. The card, honestly, I don't know why the UFC does it. This kind of upsets me. This card, honestly, like, the only good fight on here is Vicente Luque versus Bula Muhammad. They were going to have
1: Andre Muniz fight Uriah Hall, but for whatever reason, Uriah Hall pulled out. Because the co main event is Mira Bueno Silva versus Wu Yan- Yanan. I'm still going to watch because, like, even like, none
0: of these aren't big name fights. They sometimes surprise you. Jordan Levitt's going to be on here. I like him.
1: But this is a crazy fight right here because if Vicente wins. If Vicente wins, he's number four. Leon's gonna fight. I
0: already said all of this. He won't fight Gilbert, okay. And if they get Hamza to fight Colby, if I'm Vicente, look, at be like, look, I'll, I'll wait. I'm not fighting Gilbert. Or if he he be, he beats Mula Bula, and they ask him, what do you want to do? And he tells him, give me Jorge Mago. That's a good fight right there, too. It's a hard fight. Because Jorge
1: has good stand-up. And then there's Sean Brady. But I don't know if he's willing to fight down.
0: If he wants to fight up, you shoot for Colby. Or even... Honestly... If Vicente Luque wins, I wouldn't be surprised if they match him up with Hamza next. Because these rankings aren't updated, and by the time you hear this, they are. So, right now, being Monday, Hamza's number 11, and Vicente is number 4. But I guarantee you, at the very minimum, by tomorrow, Hamza will be number 5,
1: or probably even number 2 himself. Because he just took out Gilbert Burns. Um, I'm gonna leave with this because.
0: So this is. Andreas, Hamza's coach. People ask me what I told Hamza at the end of round two. This is what I told him: Stop brawling. Stop having a street fight. Use your straight punches and keep it easy. This is an easy fight if you don't brawl. All you have to do is keep. Him on your jab and have patience. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Nothing else was needed. Just fast jab and sometimes a straight. Keeping your distance. To not get hit with the hooks. That's what I demanded from him. I told him, stop giving everyone a show and just keep it boring and simple. To not force anything. Just be fast and light on his feet. That was the game plan all along. Easier than wrestling and easier than grappling in flashes. We saw that. Gilbert, with all respect, is a tough, gritty, brave warrior. All the love and respect for him. These guys gave a show to the public. But as a coach, I don't care about the public. I care about the easiest way to win with minimum damage. That's my number one job to protect the fighters. And then he goes on to say, Everyone talks about the hype train is over. How many fighters in the beginning of their careers, not even against top-ranked opponents, had absolute lackluster performances in their careers? Shall I rack them up? Champions, legends, list goes on. This means nothing. A famous basketball player told me once, It's hard winning. Damn hard. My opinion about this is that Hamza was 40% last night because he went in with the mindset that he wanted to knock him out who cares about everyone people only show love and support when you're winning so the goal is to win but like a warrior he wanted a war I was very upset because I believe and know what he can do you haven't even seen that yet it's scary So, this is basically saying Hamza is more of a killer than what we've seen. And that's why in between the second and third round, you hear his coach yelling at him like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, he was yelling at him. I don't know what language that was, whether it was Chechen or
1: Swedish. I don't know. But in between the second and third round, you can see that his coach was not happy. But that's all I got for you guys. Um, Enjoy the fights this weekend. Remember to
0: follow me on Punch in the Mouth, official on Instagram, PITM underscore official. Or is it official underscore? I can never remember my Twitter. Official underscore P-A-T-M. That is the. My um, Twitter handle. And I just realized I forgot
1: something. But I'll leave it for the next episode. Deuces guys. Later.